Alright, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi. welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Or something like that. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's where we're at? Yeah, wrong podcast. I don't yeah. even know why you came. Andrew and I have a guest today. Woo-hoo. This is Hannah from uh, the podcast Murder, Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. Wow, she said that like she doesn't know what it is. She doesn't. You know, it's not as if some of your listeners haven't heard me here before. I know, but I'm just making it sound official and fun, and I'm, I'm making it sound important. I am important. All right. Okay. So I do have a little bit of news. It's not big okay. news, but I, I do have a All little right. bit of news. All right, we like um, this. I started streaming a game the other night. Okay. And my only follower showed up. Yeah. Started talking to me. Is that like having one tweet person? Kind of, yes. One Twitter follower? Yes. Because <laughs> that's what we got. Yeah. Because I, 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 don't, I don't stream that often in my games. I don't stream often at all. Um, so she's talking to me. Uh, and because I know you're listening, and that's what this is about. Andrea, thank you so much for listening. And uh, I just was amazed. I didn't even have to tell her about the show. Wow. She just knew about it and started she listening. She listens to this podcast? Yes. Ooh, she needs to listen to Murder, Mischief, and Moscato, too, with Hannah. Well, she will hear that when this episode yeah. comes out. Okay. And she died. She might look at it. Did you just say she died? No. I swear to God. It sounded like so you she said... She might look into it. I thought you said she died. And I was like, what? We killed her off. It's a it's a story for you guys. Just- yes! That's how we get our stories. But, we don't go on the internet and search them out. We have to delete all that because that's evidence. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Oh, Premeditated podcasting. Sweet. Sweet. I have news. I am so geeked. I'm so excited. Woohoo. So excited. Okay. Are you ready? I am Are ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. We're now on iHeartRadio, which is so cool. Okay. Did, did, okay. Did they like request us or did you just like figure out a way to weasel your way in? I weaseled my way right into okay. their little hearts. <laughs> um, the cool thing with, uh, I've been an iHeartRadio listener for a long time. That's how I originally started listening to podcasts and my music was on iHeartRadio. Um, so you can actually follow the podcast on iHeartRadio and it downloads automatically. You don't have to worry about it. Like on Spotify, we have to automatic, we have to do it ourselves. Automatically downloads on iHeartRadio. That's not the best though. Okay. Okay. We are also on Podchaser. I don't know what that is. Podchaser is another platform that people listen to their podcasts on. Okay. The really cool thing about Pod Podchaser. Yeah, it'd be nice if you really, could actually speak for once. I'm geeked. I'm so geeked about this. <laughs> okay. So on Podchaser, our episodes automatically download. If you go to Podchaser and you rate and review our episodes, they will donate 25 cents to Meals on Wheels. That's oh, that amazing. Is pretty cool. Yes. Yes. That is, that is pretty awesome. Yes. I'm going to actually have to start listening to us now. What? <laughs> yes. So... If you listen to the episodes, you'll totally know. Yes. It's been in several episodes. I don't listen to the podcast. I'm well aware. Okay. So, you know, Ray... You act as if I don't listen. Some of us listen. Yes! He's got his Bigfoot shirt on. My what? Bigfoot shirt on. She can't talk today. I'm excited. Hannah and I got new shirts from a listener. Yeah? Yeah. They're really awesome. I have a picture of them. Okay. I'll show you. Anyway, this thing on Podchaser, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your friends' families... Get them listening. We're going to feed people. I'm really excited about this. Those are the shirts we got. So Mary and I on our podcast, Murder, Mischief, and Moscato, a listener sent us some t-shirts, which are amazing and awesome. It's super soft. Oh my gosh, they're like crazy soft. I just just want to say, I love hearing a listener send stuff in, but... They don't always send names with that stuff. I don't always get names. Yeah. So these particular shirts... So obviously it wasn't you because you don't listen. No. <laughs> These particular shirts say, bloodstains are red, ultraviolet lights are blue. I watch enough murder shows, they'll never find you. And it looks like it has a blood spray across it. They're awesome. They're, they're absolutely soft. amazing. They and are. my only sadness is my job doesn't allow me to wear that to work. I don't worry about that stuff. Oh, I was thinking about this when I was preparing to come over today. Yes. When we set this up, because now I am jobless. I don't have to put on a uniform. And then you start giving me crap 
every week about not wearing this shirt. When we started this, there were no uniforms. I should not have to be, I am, I should not be required to wear a uniform. <laughs> if it is a uniform, it's the coolest one I've ever seen. I know, right? It is awesome. I love those They shirts. should get these in what, uh, Larry's the one who knows the state. Oklahoma. 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 Thank you. Oklahoma. See, some of us listen to the podcast. You know, he brings it up so much, I don't even listen to him on which state it's in anymore. Oklahoma. So, I mean, they should totally, like, the when they do the Bigfoot hunts, they should make people wear these types of shirts. In, like, orange hunter, orange green? Hunter, hunter that would be orange awesome. green. Orange green. Hunter, orange, orange green. green. Orange green. <laughs> Johanna's holding her head already. It's like a dirty brown. I'm going to need a bigger drink. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, you know what orange green makes me think of? Puke. Orange green. I think I've seen that in baby diapers. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't say that. It's the part I'm not looking forward Was to. Was it a two dollar okay? bill? It did not have a two dollar <laughs> bill pinned inside of it. Nor was there a crude map. And I already told you. Did you know that my wife's pregnant? Yes, and it's a girl. Okay, well then I guess now all of our listeners know too. So I don't give a crap. Yeah. What are you going to do? Get mad at me for having a girl? Half the people, you know, it's a 50-50. It's not like, it's not like I was like, uh, boy. Well, I was, I was really hoping it would be, you know, twins, a hedgehog. Well, see, and here's the thing. is like, Sasquatch? So, no, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish a baby Sasquatch on anyone. We you want to change that diaper? You want to give birth to that? We don't know how big they are when they're born. That's true. We've got no evidence. Um, they could be like. And you a, should know all about evidence. You know, you do a murder show. Did you know that bears, <laughs> bear cubs, when they're born, are smaller than a stick of butter? No, I didn't. But I have a story about. I have. A, I have a tidbit about bears. Okay. So my wife got pregnant. <gasps> what? <laughs> You're not the one. You guys that's don't pregnant? listen at all. You just like hear the first thing, and it's just like, bam! Got to respond to that. No. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. I was. I thought you were the one that was pregnant. <laughs> not for lack of trying. <laughs> So my wife got pregnant roughly a week after her younger sister. Okay. And now her older, her, my wife's younger brother, she's the oldest. So my wife's brother, he's got him and and, uh, their cousin picking on both of them. Hannah is terrified that she's going to have twins. So now everybody says that she's pregnant with twins. So they tried to get me the other day. They looked at, so are you ready for them triplets? I said, absolutely. So I could only hope. Because then I'll have three people as like-minded as I am. <laughs> Someone on my level. <laughs> Eat, that's awesome. Sleep, poop, and cry. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> you you got to give him credit for honesty. <laughs> I should have waited like five more seconds. I should have waited. <laughs> I think I'll just wait to take. I was going to say. Mom was in the same spot the last time we recorded. Yes, 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 you were. All right. But anyway, moving on. All right. Tidbit about a bear. Tidbit about a bear. Tidbit about a bear. Yogi? Nope. Boo-boo? No. Well, I'm not interested anymore. Okay. No picnic basket. Uh, two small terriers fulfilled their duties as guard dogs by rushing These at a bear. These are dogs. These aren't even bears. By rushing at a bear that walked into their home in Pasadena, California. Did Yes? How does a bear just... Walk into your home. Slider doors. Went through the doggy door. Went through the doggy door. That That would be really interesting. Just poke its head through the doggy door. And now it's stuck. (laughs) And now someone has to remove it. Can you poke it back? It's at that point that you go outside, you hang a sign next to the door to say, beware of bear ass. Because, (laughs) you know, if you're going around showing people your bear ass. (gasps) (laughs) Took her a second. Boom. Anyway. (laughs) Johanna hasn't done one of these with you for a while. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's normally a little more tame when we do ours. I don't know. Last yeah. No. Last week was funny. And I I was listening when you guys were doing yours and you guys seem very collected. This yeah, this Well, we have a much most of the time we have a very different um content. Right. More content than than yeah. this one, you know. This one is much more lighthearted and funny, and we I tend to know. cover. Last week we were pretty goddamn funny. I was gonna say our other podcast, Murder, Mischief, and Moscato, t- 
tends to have a more serious tone to it. Most of the time, but last week... Yeah, so I'm, I'm just listening yeah. and I'm going, you know... Last week we talked about the Swiss... totally different than what I'm used to. Yes, well, last week we, we covered the Swiss cheese pervert. Question, because I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> you should listen to that episode. I really should. I kind of want to right now. It's called um, the. It's called the. Fun I want to know if he's from Switzerland. No. no, he's from Pennsylvania. Can either one of you find a murderer from Switzerland? Yes. I actually, the next story I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to listen to that one too okay. and okay. call it a lie. Swiss people are so nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a Canadian. Well, no, Canadians could be murderers. They're they are. Nice. They're serial murderers in Canada. Too nice. All right. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I've got one I'm going to do a story on. Can you imagine walking up to that door as that Mountie? Hey, did you kill somebody today? <laughs> I don't think so. Don't do a Canadian accent. You're ruining the whole thing. I don't do accents as well as you do. I know. You are funny. Okay. I, I've got voices. She has a hard enough time with her own accent. I do. See, the only reason I'm good at accents is because they're all different voices in my head. I have a hard time with English. I know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> English is really hard for me. Okay, so back to the bears. Okay, yes. Two small terriers fulfilled their duties as guard dogs by rushing at a bear that walked into their house in Pasadena, California. Dee Dee Muller's home surveillance camera captured a video that shows the bear strolling onto her deck and walking into her kitchen through an open door. Because apparently in California, we just leave our doors open. It's California. The two family dogs, Squirt and Mimi, I'd be afraid of Squirt and Mimi too, who are far smaller than the bear, obviously are filmed barking and chasing the bear to keep it out of the house. Uh, Dee Dee says the bear left a trail of pee <laughs> God. while exiting. <laughs> Scared the pee right out of it. This is my kitchen. This one's my kitchen. You have to make a whole new kitchen for yourself. Martha's territory. Right there. <laughs> uh, I, prefer, I don't want to clean that puddle up. I prefer to believe that those little terriers scared the pee right out of the bear. There you go. Well, we'll go with that. See, I can only imagine my dog with a bear just running around it. Want to play? Want to play? Want to play? Exactly. Want to play? Want to play? Exactly. Come on, come on. Trying to nip at the bear's feet and ankles. ankles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Let's play. Let's play. Running into it, <laughs> falling over, <laughs> getting right back on the This one is from a. This one is from a listener. Uh, a man living in Dumfries and Galloway attempted to revive a bee who was struggling on his doorstep by feeding it some honey. He placed a sheet with a bit of honey on it next to the distressed insect. He told Newsflare, which I imagine that must be a local newspaper type thing. This is a quote. I found an old little bee on my back step. He'd been there for two days. I remembered something about giving a tired bee some honey for an energy boost. So I gave the bee some honey. He didn't recover, but he'll go out like a king, end quote. He later stated that the bee didn't recover and has been in the same place for three days. I've now brought him inside. I've given him some flowers, some water, and chocolate sauce as a nice send-off for his service. <laughs> How did this get reported to the news? I don't That's know. a good question. What news station is reporting it? Slow news day. I would just like to say, you're a reporter. Your phone rings on your desk. You I play answer, one. You, rants, you answer the phone, and this guy says hot to story. you, Hot story, hot, hot story. I've got a story for you. <laughs> I'm sure they have people to vet the calls, but yeah, I mean, how did it get all the way through to the reporters? Because you're, you know, you're someone, the animal story and person. And the reporter's going, I have to know about this. I have to report this. And Good their job. boss said, run, run with, with it. it. <laughs> now, I just want to point something out, Mom. Just because you listen to the show yeah. doesn't mean that the things that you find are suggested by a listener. This one came from a listener. Another listener, not me. Just because John and Joanna listens to the show. Nope. 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 Trust me. I do occasionally send your mom stories suggestions. I'm just saying it would be nice for the audience, and I'm sure... This one came from Larry. The bee story? Yeah, the bee story came from Larry. The Larry in England, not the Larry that lives here in this home. Yes. I know. He he messaged me privately on Facebook about something or another. I can't remember, but he had a very good point. It was about me and Larry missing an opportunity on a joke. <laughs> he very much enjoys listening, and I think that's very cool. That is awesome, especially um, since, you know, I've never met him. <laughs> I'm not sure I have either. <laughs> I guess that means I'm the only one at the table that has. There you go. Wow, and you're the youngest. You are. You're Can't the youngest, wait. he's the oldest, there's no one in between. England, eh? 
Strip of cheerio. Ready for a nip? <laughs> Can I interest you in a pint? And your fag. He is on a roll. <laughs> he is on a roll. All right. I don't know if you're aware of this. The most five, the the five most stolen items in a drugstore. Um, oh, hold up. Wait, let's guess. Condoms. I was just going there. Condoms. Tampons. No. No. Chocolate. No. Cigarettes. No. Alcohol. Cigarettes are behind the counter now. You no. said in a drugstore? In a drugstore. Get well soon cards. <laughs> no. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> Congratulations on Lollipops. the new baby. No. Um, M&M's. No. Okay. Band-Aids. Right. Pregnancy <laughs> tests. Soda pop. How about if I just tell you? No, this is more fun. <laughs> um, oh, 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 oh. Um, Sudafed. No. Mm, that'd be a good one, though. No. A Nail lot polish. Of is no. Fake eyelashes. No. Fake hair. <laughs> Can I go on with this Mouse now? Traps. Lipstick. Or any of the things we've said on the list. Lipstick. Oh! All right. Lipstick is one of them. Better. We've got four more to find. No. No. Scavenger. No. Bear traps. Bigfoot. Honey. Honey. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Bigfoot license applications. Right. <laughs> Those are free. Um, Honey. Wiener dogs. Wieners. <laughs> Toilet paper! It's toilet paper! Toilet it's paper's probably on the list! Paper. That was last year. Damn. Okay, go on. All right. <laughs> so we know, we know lipstick. All right, the five most stolen items in a drugstore. You know she's going to edit like 90% of the numbers. Yes, I am. <laughs> Batteries. For okay. your vibrator. Okay, right. Your automatic lipstick applicator. Cosmetics. <laughs> it's not actually lipstick. We said all sorts of different cosmetics. It's not actually lipstick. It's, it's, it's a disguised. Got a story she about knows that. because she's talking about one she has. Got a story about that, I'll tell you later. It's just like the real thing. Anyway. I'm glad Isabel's not old enough to remember it, though. <laughs> oh, God. Or the woman admired that she shared it with. She's not old enough, too old, or she's dead. She's not old enough. Or oh, oh, Would you like to just share the story on air? Yeah, let's do that. No, let's This not. sounds better. Let's, no, let's, let's do that. This no, is a different not. show. Let's, let's do that. Let's no. not. No. You brought it up. No. You brought it up. No, I'll tell you later. Even he's going to repeat it next episode. I can't tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I was just going to record it, actually. The five most on my phone. stolen items in a drugstore. Batteries, cosmetics, film, sunglasses. Film? Who has a camera that takes film anymore? That's a good question. They actually are taking... When was this? When was this written? They're taking I don't the know. photo department out of the mire on Henry Street because nobody uses it. I didn't even know there was still one there. Yes. What's the last one, you say? No. Preparation I didn't say H. That. What? Gotta be prepared. <laughs> Apparently, people are just too embarrassed to purchase Preparation H. So stop carrying it. And just in case you're curious, one of Preparation H's main ingredients is shark liver oil. <clears throat> Do we know what shark liver oil does? Not only does it shrink hemorrhoids. It's good for bags under your eyes. Shrinks rich tissue. Mm-hmm. It's good for bags under your eyes. Women in Florida use it to reduce the appearance of wrinkles. So instead of buying it, they steal it and then... Then they put it on their faces. themselves? And then they put it on their faces. Um, what their if ass? they're not actually stealing it out of the store? Maybe they're just using it while they're in the store. Good they point. put it. That's what I do. They also put it on their breasts. I do too. That's why mine are nice and perky. <laughs> I have heard, however, don't lick your finger after you use it. Your tongue shrinks. No, your throat can swell shut because it actually dilates like the... Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So make sure you wash your hands. No. Who wants to do National Day first? I'll go. Okay. Panda's going to go National Day. April 18th. National Velocity... I can't even say it. So Would I'm you... the only one who can speak English and other languages? And with accents? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. April 18th, National Velociraptor Awareness Day. Good job. In case there's a velociraptor in your backyard. You know, we, we can know go that down. they're rare, but. We can go dinosaur hunting, but you can't get a license for that one. That's unfortunate. I've heard they're endangered. You can't get a license. Your license, your dinosaur <laughs> hunting license does not cover that one. <laughs> a couple million years ago. So National Velociraptor Awareness Day gives us a reason to once again ponder this creature that roamed the earth 
70 million years ago. Now, here's a fact that's often overlooked, okay? Raptors, unlike the ones in the film, did not stand over seven feet tall. Instead, they were roughly six and a half feet long and measured less than two feet high. Yes, um, they did that in the show just yes. for a... It, it's, it's Hollywood. I know it is. They did have some frightening hips, apparently. They were no less dangerous, though. <laughs> Interestingly enough... They had feathers and wings <laughs> and resembled turkey dinosaurs. Yeah, that, that has been a wow mm-hmm. thing for a couple of years now. So the filmmakers of Jurassic Park were kind of onto something, though, because the production of Jurassic Park began before the 1991 discovery of the so-called, and I'm going to totally butcher this, Utah Raptor, I think, Skeleton, which she measured... Did. She kind of butchered Utah, didn't she? Well, I'm not sure if that's how you say it. That's how it's spelled. It I hope spelled not. It might be your next episode for your other podcast. Um, <laughs> it is spelled... Missing U- is the state of Utah today. Anyway. Um, it is spelled Utah Raptor. I don't know if that is how it is said, though. I actually don't know. So, it measured five and a half feet tall, the largest at the time. One of the film designers said, we designed it, we built it, and then they discovered it. You know, kind of like the build it and they will come. We made it up and then it was real. (laughs) Yes. So a few facts about velociraptors. So in 70 million BC, velociraptors... That's before Christmas for those of you who don't know. (laughs) Velociraptors... 70 million years before Christmas? That's what it feels like when you're a kid. (laughs) (laughs) It's never going to be here. So that is when velociraptors actually lived on the earth okay before it wasn't until 1923 that the first velociraptor fossil was found before candles <laughs> jurassic park the movie that made velociraptors so well known to most people uh-huh came out in 1990 before celery and in 1995, the NBA named one of their expansion teams the Toronto Raptors 2019 the Republican Senator Mike Lee on the Senate floor oh displayed God, a picture is. of President Reagan firing a machine gun while riding on the back of a velociraptor to mock the Green New Deal. Before cars. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so velociraptor fossils are still being found. They're, they've now surfaced as far away as Mongolia and China, and they're finding them literally throughout the entire planet. So April 18th is National Velociraptor Day. Yes, they are. Good job. So there you go. So can I start next year off as year one? Mm, Of what? A.S. After Star Wars. No, because no matter what they say, there will be more. (laughs) So one, one other little interesting fact about Velociraptors that I would never have known. They were carnivores. They had long retractable, retractable claws. As well kind of as like Wolverine. Like a kitty cat. Yes. 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 And they had twenty-six to twenty-eight razor sharp teeth that were meant for nothing but ripping apart and consuming their prey. So why are you talking about their teeth and doing your claws? <laughs> because our Because they got sharp pointy teeth, Mom. <laughs> I really arr, wish we arr, video arr, recorded. Arr. I know. Then the listeners would be going, Wow, she's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> they do anyway. I know. Listen, listen, I can't even today, okay? April 18th is also National Animal Cracker Day. I love animal crackers. I know, me too. Animal crackers in in my soup. soup. Which part do you eat first? I always eat the head first. How about you, Mary? I'm a velociraptor. I snap the legs off first. And then the tail. Because that that way they can't escape. (laughs) (laughs) Then the tail, then the head, and then I eat the body. They're not that big, Hannah. I know. Really? I like they're... to make them last. You like to she make likes them to make suffer. them suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a llama. <laughs> Tasty. You Josh, know what? I think I said this in the last uh, recording, but Josh said that we do definitely need to video record just because, you know. WordPress does that. We're working on that. Okay. Uh, anyway, 
This day brings us back to the childhood memories and the many boxes of animal crackers that we shared with our friends. Aw, and Mary just gave us Barnum's animal crackers. In a box. In a little box. The ones that have a little handle. They look like yep. like little circus animals. Yep, they're... Um, they used to be collector's items, and now they're food. They're a type of small cookie baked in the shape of a circus or zoo animals. These ones have lions, seals, mm. hippopotamus, koala... Elephants and more animals inside. Look at right. So information that has been found confirms that in the late 1800s, animal-shaped cookies were imported to the U.S. from England. In 1902, animal crackers officially became known as Barnum's animals, which is what you have there. So they've been around for over 100 years. Do Not they, these ones, though. They right? used to have yes, string those are though. Over 100. Yes, they did have a piece of this. They, they did have a little handle like this. This they little had paper thing. String, they had handle. string. Yep. Yep. Uh, they were a big hit in 1902, still are today. So pick up some animal crackers at your grocery store, share them with family and friends. Aww. Okay, I'm going to pause it. And mine is National Lineman Appreciation Day. I always appreciate a good lineman. See, and I was going to make the joke, you football fans, hold your horses. Not what they're talking about. Definitely not. <laughs> this is just a day I like helping you... them up the pole. Giving them that little You boost. like sliding down the pole. Now, <laughs> this is a day where you just appreciate the people who work on, you know, electrical lines, communication lines. Yeah. Yeah, we don't think about them. That's no, cool. nobody thinks about them. I, Unless I doubt their that they power think about goes them. out. That is true. And, and then, yeah, and then you're throwing a fit. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just appreciate them. Stop being a jerk. All right. Okay, so today's episode has a theme. Tim and I found you this, Hannah. Rubber ducky, and this rubber ducky I don't have yet. And he has a helmet and a football. He does. He, he has does. a helmet and a football. That is mm-hmm. awesome. This one's from Dad. Uh oh. This <laughs> one is from Dad. <gasps> oh my gosh! Tim and I found that for you. For oh, you. it is a fireman rubber duck. I don't have this either. Oh. Anyway, you got a guess, and you don't guess, have a fireman rubber ducky? You do realize I have over 200 rubber ducks. Mm-hmm. No, I do not have a fireman rubber duck yet. Guess what you the have theme? A Viking. Guess what the theme of today's? I have a prince rubber duck too. Really? As in Prince the Singer. Oh god. The theme of today's episode is rubber ducks. Yes! So we have a bunch, I have a story, and we have a bunch of interesting factoids. Would you like to begin, Andrew, or would you like me to begin? I'll begin. All right, Andrew, we'll begin. Fact number one. A rubber duck, or, for those of you with class, a rubber ducky, is a toy shaped like a stylized duck. Why is that underlined? Copy and paste, dear. Because it was underlined in the paragraph, I just copied and pasted. Generally yellow, with a flat base. It may be made of rubber or rubber-like materials, such as vinyl plastic. Don't eat them. Aww. Rubber ducks were invented in the late 1800s when it became possible to more easily shape rubber. Makes sense. And are believed to improve developmental skills in children during water play. Not sure the science behind that. The yellow rubber duck has achieved an iconic status in Western pop culture and is often symbolically linked to bathing. Various novelty of the toy are produced, and many organizations are... I can't speak English today either. You're not speaking English. Various novelty variations of the toy are produced, and many organizations use rubber, yellow rubber ducks in rubber duck races for fundraising worldwide. So the history of the rubber duck is linked to the emergence of rubber manufacturing in the late 19th century. The earliest rubber ducks were made from a harder rubber... Um, the kind of rubber you use for Goodyear tires. <laughs> <laughs> Consequently, these rubber ducks were not capable of floating and were used as chew toys. <laughs> so when the baby starts teething, send them out to chew on your, your wife's tire. Um, uh, so sculptor Peter Ganin created, yeah, created a sculpture of a duck in the 1940s and then he patented it and he re- reproduced it as a floating toy. Of which he sold over fifty million. That was just Angel Hannah. <laughs> I don't have fifty million yet. 
Um, besides the regular yellow rubber duck that we're all familiar with, there are numerous, we've discussed this, novelty variations. There's character ducks that represent professions, politicians, or celebrities. There are also ducks that glow in the dark. I have those. There are ducks that quack. I have those. There are ducks that change color. I have those. There are ducks with interior LED illumination. I have those. And there are ducks that include a wind-up engine that enables them to swim. I don't have those yet. I also don't have a giant inflatable one yet for my yard. What about for rafting? I had this thought. The next time we go kayaking, I should take a whole bunch of them. And let them go? No, I was going to say, tie string around their necks. And let them float. put them behind your kayak? And just like have a, a duck parade behind my kayak? Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Different lengths of string? Yes, yeah, that'd be that would awesome. be awesome. All right. All right. Goals. <laughs> we have goals. In 2001, the sun, which the is a... that matter. In 2001, the Sun, which is a British tabloid, reported that Queen Elizabeth has a rubber duck in her bathroom that whoa, wears. Whoa, Queen Elizabeth II. Queen Elizabeth II. If you're going to give them facts, you'd give them real facts. <laughs> Says the man wearing a Bigfoot shirt and eating an animal cracker. <laughs> no. All right. Queen Elizabeth has a rubber duck in her bathroom that wears an inflatable crown. Sucking on my juice box. Uh, I, I have rubber ducks with crowns. The duck was spotted by a workman who was repainting her bathroom. This story prompted sales of rubber ducks to increase by 80%. So, rubber ducks are collected by enthusiasts, such as Hannah. Yay! The 2011 Guinness World Record for the world's largest rubber duck collection. You have a ways to go. Stood at 5,631 different rubber ducks. She's working on it. I'm, I'm working on it. In 2013, the rubber duck was inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame. A museum in Rochester, New York, along with the game of chess, which was apparently inducted into the Hall of Fame at the same time. Rubber ducky. All right. So here's a little fact. In Is it on our list? Angry. Okay. I will give friend? you a rubber duck and you will be fine. My daughter's boyfriend's grandparents are actually from the Netherlands. And they go back there and visit. They used to go on a regular basis, like at least once a year prior to COVID. Well, they now know that I collect rubber ducks. There is a massive rubber duck store over there. So the next time they go, they're going to the rubber duck store for I me. I want to know how they're going to claim that when they go through customs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'm really excited about it. All right. Maybe cutting them open. I'm checking over her cameras. All right. <laughs> it's the Netherlands. Ernie, a popular Muppet from the television series Sesame Street, because... Nobody knew that. Has performed the song Rubber Ducky multiple times since the series began. So has Andrew. So have I, yeah. Probably not. Ernie frequently spoke to his duck and carried it with him in the segments of the show. The song hit number one, or number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100 on September 26th, 1970. My God, that makes Sesame Street very old. Yeah, it does. It also says a lot about people's taste in music in 1970. I think it's a phenomenal song. I just can't imagine that most adults... I am an adult. I said most adults. <laughs> you are an exception. I'm a something. It's an incredibly catchy tune, Surf says. It's very memorable. I think it's the only top 20 song that was sung by a puppet and not covered to have the hit. I wonder if anybody has covered it. Ernie was actually in one of the books I have on One Hit Wonders. Aww. On a special occasion, Little Richard performed the song C.W. McCall's hit song Convoy, and the movie and novel it inspired are narrated from the viewpoint of a character who replaced the bulldog hood ornament on his Mack truck with a bathtub toy and used the on-air handle of rubber duck. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. The world's largest rubber duck was created by a Dutch artist. It measured 54 feet by Florentin six. Hoffman in 2017. Share the facts. Share the facts. You're going to lose your cookies. <laughs> I'm not. They're gone. Okay. Uh, measured 54 feet by 66 feet by 105 feet. Weighed about 1,300 pounds. Uh, da -da -da -da. Since 2007, several ducks of various sizes created by Hoffman have been in display in countries and territories all over the world. Dropping the ball, or in this case, the duck. 
All right, the largest race in the largest duck race in the United States is the annual Free Store Food Bank Rubber Duck Regatta, which is held in Cincinnati, Ohio. The Rubber Duck Regatta features over 150,000 ducks that raced to raise money for the organization. Um, so since its beginning in 1995, it's raised over nine million dollars, and it basically raises up over a million dollars annually. Um, there's an Aspen Duck Derby. In Colorado that started in 1991 and this derby features 30,000 ducks and takes place each August, each August. The Aspen Duck Derby has raised more than 2.3 million dollars to benefit nonprofit groups. Wait a minute, what if they want to know where this takes place so that they can sign up? You just left that information out. Google it. That's what we're for. We're telling them stuff they don't need to know. We don't need to know We're skipping over the important shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving all the important stuff out. Okay. Oh, so in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Well, I feel like that's too pertinent. The Wiegand Construction <laughs> Duck Race <laughs> takes place in the summer at Johnny Appleseed Park. So really, we're helping Google. I feel like Google should be sponsoring. If we're not giving them all the information and they have to Google it, Google should sponsor us. The a famous rubber I duck race that you're is the hell. Me. I am. I'm totally ignoring you. <laughs> so there's all kinds of races like in North America. You can Google it. Yes. Find out where. Yes. And basically, rubber duck races um, in North America are <clears throat> used to raise money for charities and to benefit nonprofit organizations. Um, you know, Australia they do the same thing, and I'm fairly certain it is to raise money and benefit nonprofit organizations. Page two is short. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about rubber ducks in Europe. (laughs) Oh, Mary's got nothing. She's just over here like, well, that's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Wow, my son's a jerk. (laughs) Uh, Stockbridge Edinburgh holds the Stockbridge Community Festival. And has the annual Stockbridge Duck Race and then raises money for local charities. So what I'm hearing here is they do the same thing in Europe. Yeah. Okay. They do. Moving on. They do. In Germany, this is an interesting fact. Oh, yeah. In Germany, there are rubber ducks on the grave of German humorist. That guy, can't say his name, they have to Google it. Uh, Paying tribute to one of his best known comedy sketches. I'm assuming it involves rubber ducks. <laughs> you showing me your bare ass? <laughs> <laughs> the bag the bag that Mary gave me the rubber duck from our dad in has a bear on it. <laughs> Completely coincidental. All right. Every July, there's also a race in Germany with the duckies. The beneficiary of that race changes each time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Each time. It's your turn. <clears throat> All right, we're going to go back to Europe for just a minute. No. Yes. No. On August 31st, 2008, the greatest, Great British Duck Race was held near Hampton Court Palace in London. I'm sorry, England. Apparently, you're only great-ish. <laughs> the, race broke the, world rec- the race broke the world record for the number of ducks that we was used together with a total of 250,000. The ducks used in the race were a bright blue color because the previous years they faced problems from spectators throwing their own ducks into the water. Can I, can I share something? You can share. Okay. Back in 1992, a shipping container filled with bath toys fell overboard into the Pacific Ocean. It was full of rubber ducks. It was. And to this day, there's my They're story. They're still finding rubber ducks. They're still story. washing up on beaches. That's my big story. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> well, you can cut that out and you can just do your story. All right. Uh, August 2008. <laughs> in August 2008, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory undertook studies of Greenland's glacier to determine how interior glacial melt flow during Jacob the summer. Chauvin, Jakob Chauvin, something like that, is from the Swiss guys. The Jakob Chauvin. <laughs> to determine how interior glacial melt flow during the summer influenced its movement. So a sophisticated football-sized probe that had a GPS device, a pressure sensor, a thermometer, and an accelerometer was lowered by rope into one of the glacier's moulins. Accelerometer. It's really easy. I don't do English. I'm not from here. 
She's an alien. The probe's equipment was designed to find structures such as waterfalls inside the ice. Unfortunately, the probe went silent. So 90 rubber ducks that were marked in English, Danish, and Inuit with the text Science Experiment and Reward, along with an email address to contact if found, were also put into the moulin. And it was hoped that the root ducks would eventually exit and be found by hunters or fishermen. As of 2012, so four years later, none of the ducks were found or returned, possibly due to being trapped in large aquifers. Were any of that was in oh 2012? So that was nine years ago. Did no. any of them surface? Can you imagine if, like, millions of years ago, they're doing archaeology and they find rubber duckies? <laughs> millions of years ago? You mean millions of years from now? Yes, that one. <laughs> English isn't my first language. Sarcasm is. I don't read things, okay? I just come up with things off the top of my head, and that's why I sound so coherent. Is rubber ducking. Mom, you, we cannot tell this story on, on air. It's inappropriate. Which is exactly why we're going to talk about it. Okay. Rubber ducking is the shortened term for rubber duck debugging. It's a method of debugging code. It involves the classic bathroom toy, a rubber ducky. So that's what they're all for. All the codes you've broken, huh? I the could practice... tell you, but then I would have to kill you. No. The practice of rubber ducking comes from a story in the book, The Pragmatic Programmer, by Andrew Hunt and David Thomas. In the story, a programmer would debug code by explaining it line by line to a yellow plastic waterfall. Have you ever had a eureka moment while explaining something to someone? That's what rubber ducks seek to replicate. Essentially, rubber ducking is about talking through your coding problems with a friendly duck that won't judge you. I need one of them. So do I. At this table. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. The governor of Wisconsin is set to is due to set into law a bill which will legalize rubber duck racing in the United States or in the state of Wisconsin. Um, for most people, the only place they have most likely to have seen a yellow rubber duck is in a child's bath. Other uh, toy store, hello. Um, others have seen the giant version of the popular bath toy, which we talked about. Um, but in some parts of the world, rubber duck racing is a very popular pastime. The U.S. is credited with inventing it, but the activity now has a fan base all over the world. The legality of rubber duck racing in Wisconsin was called into question after the State Justice Department warned the village of Michiko that its annual rubber duck race amounted to illegal gambling because it constitutes a lottery and lotteries are illegal. <laughs> the new bill will create an exemption for duck races. Don't go to Wisconsin. Like in the U.S., rubber duck races are classed as a form of lottery in the U.K., so every race needs a license from the local authorities. So what actually happens at this rubber duck race? They organize the rubber duck races. Basically, they charge a little entry fee to put your duck in the water. Then it sounds a lot like poo sticks. Somebody puts them all in the water together, and the first one to finish Did you just say poo sticks? Poo sticks. Yeah. P-O-O-H. Poo. That is, when you say poo stick, that is, I, I yeah, just keep going. The first one <laughs> to the finish line wins. All the ducks have numbers on them. It's, there's really no skill. It's kind of just luck, but it makes a great day out for the family. Wow. Wow. Unsurprisingly, most of the participants are children. How are you going to leave the kids out, Mom? How? Wow. Uh, basically, Johanna mentioned that the container ship, they lost 29,000 rubber toys. Um, basically, the container ship Evergreen departed Hong Kong for Washington. And among the millions of things that the Ever Laurel was carrying was a consignment of plastic children's bath toys manufactured in China for the Japanese toy company. So the you first years in these little itty bitty facts and you keep the big story for yourself? You don't like to tell stories. That's not the point here. Yes. This table's supposed to be all about equality. I never said that. <laughs> Four days later, the freighter ran into a storm. Oh, that one's cool. Uh, the storm rocked. Great houses for homeless people. Until it rains, they do. Um, so when the cardboard broke down, they discharged thousands of little packages into the sea, and each package contained four hollow plastic animals, a red beaver, a blue turtle, a green frog, and a yellow duck. So they kind of, like, were paying attention to the currents and all that good stuff. 
Two months after this incident, the first rubber ducks began to wash up along the Alaskan coast. So the ship was going from Hong Kong to Washington, and the first rubber ducks wash up on the Alaskan coast, which was 2,000 miles from where they fell in. There were some traveling ducks. By August of 1993, some 400 of them had been found over a stretch of 850 miles of coastline along the eastern coast of the Gulf of Alaska. For the next several years, they were discovered at various locations all over the world, from the Scottish Islands to Newfoundland, eastern Australia to Tacoma, the coast of Hawaii, and Japan. Um, So, in 1996, the floaties had traveled westward to Japan, back to Alaska. They'd gone through the Bering Strait, and they'd become trapped in the Arctic pack ice. So then they got trapped in the ice and moved across with the ice. They took five or six years to travel until they reached the North Atlantic, and then the ice started to thaw. When the ice thawed, then these floaties were released, and the current took them to the eastern coast of the United States and to the coast of the United Kingdom. So they've been all over the world. So nearly 30 years later, the floats are still making rounds of the ocean, occasionally washing up. How many of them were eaten by sharks? That's a good question. (laughs) Some of them, when they're found, reportedly fetch prices as high as $1,000. The ducks and the beavers have been bleached white from the sun, but they're... Still intact. The turtles and the frogs still have their original colors. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so basically what this says is the slow rate of degradation proves that plastic pollution is basically effectively indestructible in the ocean. And all the plastic garbage that people dump, it, dump into the seas and the oceans will still be around for centuries to come, which is pretty damn sad in my opinion. Um, so over the decades... People have tracked many similar spills, such as the Lego spill of 1997, where millions of Lego pieces fell overboard in the Sea of Cornwall. I want to dive there. These Lego pieces have drifted some 62,000 miles since then. Since then, And starting in 2003, the first Years Incorporated, which was the original toy company that the ducks were supposed to be dropped at, started offering a $100 U.S. savings bond reward to anyone who recovered one of these floaties in New England, Canada, or Iceland. And at that point in time, more of the toys were recovered in 2004 than any of the preceding three years. Um, They even wrote a book on this this, uh, spill. So, yeah, rubber ducks all over the place. All kinds of information on rubber ducks. Yay! I know. And now you have two rubber ducks to add to your collection. And rubber ducks make me very happy. I know. And they're fun. Tim yes. and I found that and I said, this is going to be from Dad. Because our dad, our dad was a volunteer fireman for many, many, many years. Yeah. Yay! Um, alrighty. Thanks to everybody that stopped by. Spent some time with us, listened to us, maybe hopefully laugh with us. If you learned something from us, I'm really sorry we didn't do that intentionally. (laughs) I'm just happy you guys didn't close out of the browser. (laughs) If you would like to hear more, you can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Type it in the search bar. You'll find us. I know. We're we're freaking all over the place now. We are all over the place. Maybe they won't find us. We are all. Maybe they're computer illiterate. I've met those people. I am, and I can still find us. You can email us at tmsidntk at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us tweet. on our Twitter. I know. At tmsidntk. If you have suggestions, ideas, or comments, please feel free to share them with us. Love that. We like suggestions, we like ideas, we and we like comments. We do. Positive comments. If you have negative comments, I will ignore you. Absolutely. If you do... If you message us and it does not make any sense, I will not, in fact, answer you. Okay. Okay. I don't so, blame you. if you enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast. Uh, your outline doesn't have the new ones. No. Leave us a rating and review on Podchaser. Raise some money for Meals on Wheels. I'm super, super excited about that. Um, don't forget about iHeartRadio, too. We're on that now, too. But you can also find us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or Radio Public. Absolutely. We're all over the place. You know the host by now? The host with the mostest. Did we didn't even introduce Did we introduce ourselves? Yes, okay. we did. We okay, you know who we are. Because Hannah was here. Yeah. That's because I'm very exciting. So my final thought till next. No thought will be my final thought. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Have a great week. Bye. Bye.
Love Mac with a can on back and a Jaguar hauling ass. He's ten on the floor, stroking boars, seat cover starting the game. Now, Beaver, you a trucking with a rubber duck, and I'm about to pull a plug on your drink. Dirty old Lyle shows south from the North Texas shore. Oh, 